Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. Look at number two real quickly. So, so uh, second feature about transition is that transition always demands preparation. You don't run into it. You walk into it. You walk into it. You don't leave out running. If you leave out running, you're going to come in running. And if you run into something, I'm going to tell you something. I prefer to walk into something than to run into it. You know what we call running into something? An accident. You got it? And so when, if I leave out running, most, cha- most time I end, up, I end up running right into a situation or we just ran into each other. That's not cool. I prefer scheduled meetings if I can. All right? Now this is important. So it demands preparation. The word prepare by definition means to make ready by adding what's missing or by cutting away what's unnecessary. The, the, the word pear, P-A-R-E, is the word they use for when, they, when they, you pair apples. When you pair apple, what do you do with it? Come on, all the cooks. What do you, when you pair, you, to pair apple, what does it mean? You, you cut the skin off. You peel it. You cut away the unnecessary parts of it that you don't need that part for your cooking. That's to pair an apple. Well, it's the same word. The word prepare means to cut away beforehand. The prefix Pre means before, the word pair means to cut away or remove what's unnecessary. And so this word uh, uh, preparation or to prepare, it literally means to make ready by adding to or taking away. I want to show you a couple scriptures to give you an understanding of how it works. So transition always demands preparation. When you're transitioning, from the moment you sense it's time to transition, you enter into a period of preparation. Everything that God does in the moments of leading up to your transition, they are preparatory. They are what? I'm about to help your life. God will add people to your life when it's time for you to transition that will not be with you when you get to where you're going. Their responsibility was not to be with you. Their responsibility, I'll say it like this. Their responsibility was not to stand with you. Their responsibility was to walk with you. Their job is to walk you out of where you are and walk you up to where you're going. And then most of the time, they leave you. The reason that you fall out with these people is because you get mad because they don't stay. You're going to talk back to me. Don't act like you're not there. There are people right now that you don't talk to that, that, that are, are frustrated and freaked out because in their minds, they did what they were supposed to do with you. I remember some years ago, um, we had, uh, I don't even remember this, uh, Aaron Lindsay came and for eight months he was our, our music pastor. And when he left, um, he, I think Motown hired him. And so Aaron and I, you know, we didn't talk a whole lot after he left and a prophet called me. And he said, he said, Hart, when's the last time you talked to Aaron? And I said, I said well, Aaron and I don't talk that much these days. And he asked me a question. Are you offended because he left? I said, me or not? I don't get offended. He said, everybody gets offended. He said, are you offended? I said, well, I thought the timing was kind of bad. He said, let me tell you something. He said, he came here and did everything he was supposed to do. He fulfilled the assignment that God gave him here. 
There is nothing that he didn't do. Matter of fact, it freaked people out when he even came to Dothan. And I said, you're right, you're right, you're right. He says, so, if, so why does it bother you that he left? I said, the timing. He says, you don't get to schedule the timing. So I called Aaron up. I said, yo, bro, how you doing? He said, I'm good, man. How are you? I said, man, I need to talk to you. And so we had this long conversation about timing. And I had him to go over with me. I said, what did you think God sent you here to do? And he laid it out for me. He said, God told me to do this, 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 and this. And, and I said, do you think you did? He said, I, I, I said, I'm sure I did. He said, what do you think? I said, I, I believe you did. And we settled the issue that his whole job was just to get us through a period and produce a record that would touch the world. Watch this now. Watch this. How many people are you holding stuff against whose job was not, they, their job was not to give you the money. Their job was to tell you you needed it. You didn't even know you needed money. You didn't know what you need. Their job was to tell you. I'm going to tell you what's funny. You know, when we first came to Dothan, we were looking for buildings. Man, you know, when you, in transition, you think that everybody that comes to you is the angel that's going to bring food to you. Some angels are messengers, not feeders. Some angels just tell you what God is doing. Their job is not to give you anything else. And so we came here, we were looking, and you know, the church is always looking to get stuff for free. The lesson I learned in business when I came here was that some, listen, if you're going to be in business, you're required to do. Required to do. You can't get mad with folk and talk bad about folk because they don't give to you because give, business is not about giving. Business is, a, business is about exchange. I, it's, I swap out our money and I get some substance in, in return. Listen, and the problem with some of us is we go, we go into people with a business transaction expecting them to give us stuff. And the transaction is messed up and the transition is stalled because we don't understand preparation. The same God, the same God that's transitioning you has everything you need scheduled for you. The worst thing you can do during transition is begin to depend on people to pay for what God told you to do. Everybody ain't smiling. Y'all good? Anybody mad? I mean, just, just not... Okay, I hope I have you. So, so number two, so look, let me look at this, another scripture uh, about this preparation. Put up there Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. I want to do this real fast. Hebrews 7. It was by faith that Noah built a large ark. Give me King James. It says it like this. King James. But by faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. God told him what was coming. God says to him, the way the world is right now, it's not going to be like that in a few days, in a few years. I need you to build up. And he began to prepare something for what was to come. What are you, here's the thing. If you believe you're in transition, what are you saving? What are you putting back? What are you cutting off? What are you storing up? What, you understand what I'm saying? If you can't transition doing the same thing you've been doing. You say, Pastor, we can't afford it. Let me tell you something about transition. I told you the story last week where when it was time for the church to leave Ozark, I moved out of a fully functional house and moved into a hotel room. Me and all my stuff, me and my family and all my stuff, and the stuff that we were doing ministry with was in that room with us. Could hardly walk around in the room. But you know what I kept telling myself? You're in transition. 
Transition is not comfortable. It's all, you, you have to prepare. Put the next scripture up there in the book of Luke. I want to show them this. The Bible says, and, and any servant, or, and a servant rather, who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. Watch this now. Everybody look at me. Your transition can be punitive. What I mean is this. Oh, give me King James because I wanted to see it a different way. It says it like this. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. It speaks to two things. Number one, here's what it says. It says if you know what God wants from you, if you know what God is asking you to do, and you don't prepare yourself for it, and then you back up and say, you know what, I just won't do it, the Bible says life is going to punish you. Life is going to beat you with stripes. And here's the first beating you're going to get is when you look at, you look at someone else, because after a while, if God tapping your shoulder and says, your turn, it's your turn. And you say, I can't. I just know how to do it. And God said, I can just prepare. And he's like, I, I just, it's just uncomfortable. What God will do, he'll tap somebody else on the shoulder that, that is in, the, in a place where you could see it happening. He will promote the person in the place he's going to promote you and keep you around to see it. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something about transition. This is going to help you out. Well, here's a preparation. Sometimes, I'm going to tell you what I've learned as a minister and ministering to God's people. When it's time for God to transition you, he will show your leader things that's wrong in your life. If you, if you talk to people bad, or if you're selfish, or you're, if you're manipulative, and your leader points it out, and he seeks to correct you or to correct it, you can't fight that. Here's why. Because the only reason God brings it up to be dealt with is because you can't take it with you when you go up. The fact that God wants to address it means you're going up. And God wants to make sure. Tired. They tell me how to dress. I dress the way I want to. But suppose God is moving you up in business and you're going to a place where you can't be dressed like that up there. You see what I'm saying? And it's called, everybody say preparation. Give me the next scripture real quickly. The Bible says, it says, uh, oh, that's the scripture? It is. Oh, I'm sorry. My, that's my bad. Okay. It says, do, sorry about that. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. Verse 2 says, there is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I go, that I'm going away to do what? To Jesus said, I'm preparing a place for you. Verse 3 says, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be where I am. Here's what he said. He said, you're going to, the time is going to come where the church is going to transition from earth to where I am. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will be in charge of your sanctification and development. He'll teach you how to know me, but while he's teaching you to know me, I'll be there, watch this, preparing a place for you. Transition does not happen without preparation. Quickly, let's move to the next thing. Number three, transition requires process. Everybody say that out loud. Say transition requires process. Together now. Transition one more time out loud. Okay, what it means is whenever there's process, it means that there's stages involved. There's stages involved. Now, it, uh, sometimes God will start the process out and he'll start to kind of nudge you and let you know uh, it's time for you to change. Or he'll begin to show you something over and over again. You keep seeing it. L let me tell you how my transition from being uh, a musician to, to being a pastor happened. I, I kept seeing this, this phenomenon where pastors were mistreating people. Not, not 
trying to correct them or lead them, but literally ripping them off, doing crazy stuff that was ungodly. And I kept saying to myself, if I ever am a pastor, I'd never do that. I found myself saying, I'd never do that. Oh, I would do that. And all of a sudden, I kept finding myself saying, I'll do this, I won't do that. And what I didn't realize what God was God was showing me these things to see what I would say about them. You got it? What he had done was he had started me in the process. In the process of your, some, some people, they'll get sick with, with a, maybe an incurable disease and they start going through the process of healing. And the process sometimes is painful. Sometimes you have to take a medicine that makes you feel sick. Other times you're praying and it seems like you're praying and praying and praying. And you don't realize that God is not so much interested in the immediate healing in some cases as he is in the mentality that comes out of it. God wants to make sure that the next time you're challenged like this, you know exactly what to do. So he takes you, instead of, instead of instantaneous deliverance, he takes you through this process of development. And you say, God, why are you taking so long? What you don't realize is that he's changing everything about the way you process life. He's changing everything about the way you see people and see things. Even the way, he, even your, your, your over-dependency on doctors. So doing, doing, I remember being sick one point, and the doctors kept telling me they don't know what's wrong. And, and I, I went from trusting them to trusting God. I would come to see them only, only to hear what they had to say to know how I was to pray. And let me tell you what my situation was. When I, came, when I first came to this area, I developed a severe allergy. And, and when, when I did a, a blood test, it, my, my, my white blood cells were always fighting something. And they said, man, something is wrong. Everything they checked for was negative. And it says, we don't know what's wrong with you. And, and I, it was a simple thing. I said, God, reveal it, reveal it. After years, I went to see a um, um, Allergist. And she, she looked at me and she did this test and she said, she said, from this test, she said, I'm going to send you for a blood test. She said, but I'm going to tell you what, what it's going to find. She said, your white blood cells are overactive. That's why you're always tired. And I said, I've been diagnosed with that. What do you call it? She gave me the name for it. And she said, it's caused by this. And she showed me my chart. She said, we tested you for 100 allergens and you tested positive for 99 of them. I said, what does that mean? She says, everything that grows around here, you're allergic to. <laughs> Here's the crazy part. But now that she said that, I had been stopped trusting doctors, and I said, now I know how to pray. I was, getting, I was taking four shots a week, four allergy shots a week, 15 years ago. Ask me how many I take today. None. Because the process, something happened in the process where, where of, of me recovering from this, where God was educating my mind. Process is your friend. Say out loud. Say, process is my friend. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. 
pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. It's in the process. A lot of change happens in the process. Put Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Let me show you about process real quickly. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. He put him under the law. Verse 5. God sent him to buy freedom for us who are slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. Notice God didn't just adopt us. He started a process that worked in the fullness of time. And he put Jesus under the law that had us a slave. The whole thing was a process for Jesus, so we have process as well. This is next scripture. Put Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 2. It says, obey the king since you, since you vowed uh, to God that you would. Look at verse 3. Um, um, don't try to avoid doing your duty. Now, this is a lot of teaching leading up to something. And don't stand with those who plot evil, for the king can do whatever he wants. Look at the next verse. It says, his command is backed by great power. No one can resist or question it. This is powerful because the Bible says that God has made us a kingdom of kings and priests. You are a king. You are a priest. And it means, go to the fourth verse again. It means that in your mouth... Your command, when you speak something out, the Bible says it's backed by great power and no one, nothing in your world can resist it. That's for another time. Look at verse 5. Those who obey him will not be punished. Those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. Look at verse 6. I want want to show you this. For there is a time and a way for everything, even when a person is in trouble. As he says, so what, what, Pastor, what, is, what are you showing us from this? That with God, when, you, when he wants to transition you, he has a set time for your transition to happen. And nothing you do can speed it up. You have to go through the process to get to the fullness of time. You have to go through the process to go through the fullness of time. Right now, you're in the process. And it's excruciating. It's hard. It's di- Anybody who am I talking to, you go through, and it's so hard. You say, oh, my God, why is this happening to me? It seems like God is not even hearing you, and God is not ignoring you. But what God is saying to you, here's the word of the Lord for you today. God is saying, I can't move the time. I can only move you. I can't change the time. I can only change you. You see what I'm saying? What God says, watch this, I, set the, I scheduled the, the change to happen there because of where you are and what I have to do in you and what I have to do for you and what you have to die to and come alive to. God is doing things to you right now. You, everything you do is based on emotion. But God is moving you into a place where the next things that you have to do will be based on rationale. It has to be based on the leading of the Holy Spirit. You say, but I don't even know the voice of the Holy Spirit. By the time you get to the time, you will. You will. You, you say, well, I don't know how. I can't figure it out. And you, you won't have to figure it out. What's, when, when this thing of you living for yourself and living to yourself dies, what's going to wake up in you is hearing the voice of God. The reason you can't hear the voice of God is because you hear you too much. Y'all pray for your pastor. I'm rushing. I'm, I promise you I'm rushing. I'm almost done. Look at the last one. Give me this scripture. Give me Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. Oh, you are ahead. Look at them. 
Everybody read this with me. Ready? Read. Yes, God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning. That's a lot in there. But can I give you the, the capsulized version? It starts out by saying this. It says, it doesn't look beautiful to you now. But God makes everything beautiful in its time. There's a time, right now, what is God drawing? What is he sculpting? It doesn't even look like anything. God knows what he, have you ever seen a painter paint something and you kind of trying to figure out, what is he painting? And, and, and it's, it's, well, it doesn't look like anything. Then he flips it upside down as a man. That's what God is doing. But God is doing, he's, he's actually sculpting something out. He's working something out for you. And it will become beautiful in its time. The next part of it says this. He planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work. And now, let me tell you what it's saying. Everybody look at me. This is going to help your life. God planted eternity in your heart so that when he tells you, I am going to bless you and your family, when he gives you the word, you don't just get the beginning. The word deposits the beginning and the ending in your heart. And what happens to us is because we, because we, we hear what God says, immediately, here's how it works in our minds, our minds begin to envision what the blessing of the Lord is going to look like. If I say to you, watch this now, let's try something real quickly. If I say to you, um, there's a car outside waiting for you, a new car. You have to pay for it, it's waiting for you outside. How many of you in your mind can imagine what kind of car? How many of you have, what about this? How many of you, imagine, I'm going to tell you, imagine what kind of car it is. Got a picture? Put your hand up when you get a picture. Now, I want you to do this real quickly and out loud. Shout out the kind of car you imagined. Huh? Say it, do it again. Isn't it amazing that everybody saw a different car? I didn't tell you what kind. I didn't tell you what cost. I, but we have the ability because eternity is in our hearts is to imagine things when we hear words. So what God does in the process, watch this now. So you say, it got to be a Mercedes. It got to be a Range Rover. It got to be something like a ball in. Watch this now. The way I see myself is the way I see what God is going to give to me. As I go through the process and God begins to shave off my selfishness and shave off my need to be, to be um, looked at by people and, and trying to impress people. The closer I get to it, the more it's like, man, listen, I, ain't been with, I, I don't care what kind of car it is. I just don't. I'm tired of walking. So you start saying it's going to be a Mercedes, a, a, a 5, 520, whatever. By the time you get over here, it's just a car. <laughs> Look, I just want a car. So I asked you, what kind of car is it? I don't care. It, give me the keys. If it runs, I'm good. What did that to you, process? Come on. <laughs> I'm about to mess with you. you. Do you know how many good men you've put in the friend zone? You've relegated him to bro. You know me, good women. You have around you come out. That's my sister. But your thing is, you've seen in your mind the kind of woman you need based on your own lust. And here's the crazy part. But when you get to a certain part in the process, you're like, God, I just need a wife. I need a husband. Watch this. Not everybody that come before, nobody that came was a husband. Not everybody that come a husband. You don't care his teeth buck, one stuck straight up. You don't care. We can fix that. Braces will fix that. You become the fix of everything. Watch it. No, no. Let me tell you how you get. You become the fix of everything. Tell me, he limping. Well, we can fix that. That's that, 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 hard to fix. 
Toba. So she ain't got no hair. We put a wig on that. She be fixed right on up. <laughs> oh my God. Listen to me. Pro- Everybody shall process. It, listen, it does, when you, by the time God gets you finished with process, he's changed who you are. He has. It happens in process. The last thing and we're done. Transition. (laughs) Transition always creates progress. And let me show you how this works real quickly. It moves us closer to the end game, which is the will of God. And the Bible says the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. It's good for others. It's acceptable to God, and it's perfect for me. But I want to show you something that's going to help you. Greg, I need your request. This is going to help you. And, and, and uh, we, we were late, but when the worship goes long, from time to time, we will go long. And, and, and it's good. Don't rush out of church unless you have to be somewhere when we go long because God is speaking to you. Anybody hear from God today? Um, I'm going to pray over you because I believe that God's transitioning some things. When, when Dr. Matthew Stevenson came, Apostle Stevenson, when he was in his prophetic mode, he spoke over us and he said, from now to November, he said, this church will be in a transition of people coming and going. As leaders, our job is just to tend, to mend, and to send. We tend the sheep to make sure that they're well taken care of, and we feed them in the tending process. In the mending process, the, 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 the goal is to heal what's broken, or at least point it out so that the person could participate in the fix. So we tend and we mend, but the sending part has been difficult because people don't understand sending. Now, let me share with you about sending. We don't always send people out. Sometimes we send people to a camera. Sometimes we send people to a counseling room to counsel somebody. Sometimes we send people to, to or stand as an usher, but that's a part of the cycle. We're always tending, mending, and sending. I, I want to give you this part, and I want to show you a fascinating story that we don't preach in the Bible. When the, the, the Old Testament is set up structurally as a, a, as a series of stories that happen historically, but the Bible says that we have them for our learning. We have them for our admonition upon whom the end of the world has come. We, we use these stories to see how God interacted under law and before law and, and how he dealt with his people. This is critical. In the book of Numbers chapter 33, uh, there's a story in there, and, and I, I want to share it with you because there, there, it lists at least... At least 40 different places. Everybody thinks that when, when Israel left Egypt, they went, they went to the promised land. But they stopped at 40 different places. And I'm going to tell you how I know those 40 places were significant. The Holy Spirit mentions the name of each place. And when you start looking at the definition of the names, you go, oh my God. There's a story here. God is trying to tell you something about how he leads his people. I only picked five. I only picked five to show you. I hope you would go and study them yourself. But the Bible says in Numbers chapter 33, verse 1, God is speaking to Moses. He said, this is the route, or, or Moses is writing this. He said, this is the route the children of Israel followed as they marched out of Egypt under the leadership of Moses and Aaron, verse 2. And at the Lord's direction, Moses kept a written record of their progress. He kept a what? Okay, so now, if, if, if you're going to do, if God is going to speak to you through this, what's the first thing you see you need to do about your progress? 
you need a diary. You need to write down what God is saying to you, what you feel in your heart. Write down the things that impressed you, the things that hurt you. Write, the, write down the people that bless you. Write down the people that confuse you, the ones that hurt you. Not, not so you could go back over it and, and relive it, but so you can have a record of it. He says they kept a record. Moses kept a record and the Lord told him to. He said, keep a record of, of your progress. These are the stages of their march, identified by the different places where they stopped along the way. So watch this now. The Bible says now that as God moved them in stages, they ended up in places. Can I ask you a question? What place are you in? I'm going to talk. Let me go first. Went to a place where I wake up feeling dry and empty. Couldn't find God when I prayed. Wondering what's going on. Start coming through this time where I was battling depression. I'm talking about strong depression. The kind of depression that made you wonder, oh my God, is something wrong physically? I was so depressed. So everything, any little negative thing just made me want to get in the bed and pull the covers over my head. I was, that's that place. It, it was a stage of, of, of my, my transition. This stage of, of, of always, I was easily wounded, very vulnerable to people's attack and, and to negative things happening. It's, nothing seemed to be going right. I seemed like God put me in a position where I had no control over the, the, even the things I was responsible for. I had no authority in them. It was a stage that I was going through. But the place I was in was called depression. Where you at? Who am I talking to? No, no, you, I, I need you. I need you. I need you to be honest right here. You can't, God can't fix what you won't face. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.